Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. This is KJ, and we also have Jessica here, and we have a guest today, Lisa Celebitis, and she is a professional organizer and a KonMari consultant and a minimalist. And we are really excited to talk to her today and just pick her brain about how tidying, decluttering, minimalism, how that can all act as therapy and how it can help with mental health. So let's go for it. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. So can let's just go right into it. How do you feel like tidying can act like therapy for people? Yeah, so this is something I really hear from my clients frequently. Um, you know, that this is like therapy when they go through this stuff. And I think it's, it's about, you know, you're quite literally up in your stuff. So it, it's about you doing something instead of just talking about things. And I'm not against therapy or anything, obviously. Um, but sometimes people have different way of processing things. And sometimes it helps to talk about stuff and sometimes it helps really going through things in a physical way, I feel like. And you let me know if that's wrong. But no, I um, feel like that's so true. It's like the action part. Like you can talk about it all day, but at some point you have to do something yeah. with your body, with the emotions, you know. So I think tidying, decluttering, like it is like a it's a very cathartic process. It can be. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I always say, you know. It's a couple different things. And one of that, as you said, Jessica, it's a cathartic process. Process. It's, it's about saying goodbye to things that no longer serve you. And it really has this quite intense cleansing effect. It can really have this cleansing effect. And it's, it's a very physical process. Um, and the method that I'm using to help people tidy up, you know, it's, I encourage them to say thank you when they let go of something that can really help in the transition process. It makes it easier for things, uh, for people to really release and let go of things. Cause a lot of the time, the problem is that people are attached to things, you know, it's, it's because they cannot make the disconnect between the memories and the physical item. So that's, a big part of the process often when people are really having trouble letting go of things. Um, so yeah, definitely super cathartic process for a lot of people. And it also makes you reflect and deal with the past. So I feel like our life is in a lot of way, it's represented in the things that we have around us in the things that we have accumulated over a lifetime often. So, and often I work with people who have not decluttered in like forever, like 20 years, 30 years of 
stuff built up and never have really decluttered. So it's a huge process. It's you reflecting on your past. You have a lot of sentimental items that make you think about what has happened in your life, right? And the method that I'm using is a really a whole home approach. So if you do it correctly, you pick up each and every item in your home and evaluate if it's something that serves you in your, in your life currently or if it's something that you can let go. So it makes you reflect. It makes you deal with the past. And then another aspect is, I already mentioned it, I encourage people to say thank you to things. So there's a gratitude aspect in the method I'm using. And I looked it up, actually, um, and there are studies out there that prove that uh, gratitude practice boosts mental health. So another that's connected as well, right? And you also have a feeling of accomplishment, you know, when you've really gone through your entire home, your entire belongings, that can be a huge task. It can take weeks it can take months it can take years sometimes and if you do this really a whole home approach um, you really feel this accomplishment and then last thing I want to say is I have people choose what brings them joy and let go of the rest so it's not about picking out what you want to get rid of it's more about choosing what serves you um, and it's such a fine, like, it's, it, it's different, right? And I always when I'm with people one-on-one, I can always see when they switch uh, to just skimming and wanting to pick out what they want to get rid of. And I always catch them and I say, are you doing this? No, I want you to really evaluate item by item if this is something that brings you joy. And I think, yeah, it, it makes a difference, really. And it's, it can really, you know, it, it almost can become more of a life philosophy. And people also tell me that it's, oh, I start evaluating if, if my job brings me joy or if my relationships brings, bring me joy. So, yeah, that's how I see the connection. I, yeah, I can definitely see it as like a parallel to therapy where you learn it how to do it with physical objects in your house, which is a really obvious way to learn it of like, okay, this brings me joy. This isn't serving me. But then you can apply it to those less tangible things in your life. Like, okay, when I'm upset, I go get ice cream. Is that bringing me joy? Is it serving me? Is it something that I want to keep in my life? Or is it something that I'm ready to shed and let go of, you know? And so you really can turn it from this very tangible, clear, physical process to much more of an emotional-based process and have gratitude for those things, those coping skills that did serve you that maybe aren't serving you anymore. Just like, I loved this shirt when I was younger, but I don't need that shirt anymore, you know? So I think it really does translate to a therapeutic process so easily and so well. Yeah, absolutely. And you bring up an interesting point, like, and I talk about retail therapy a lot. <laughs> so, and it can really cure you from retail therapy. And I've seen it, I've seen it in my husband because I always say he's the woman in our relationship and he, he likes to shop. So he used to great. like to shop <laughs> and he would always go out and that was his, you know, I don't know, 
free time and just go in a shop and buy something cheap. And when he went through this method with my help, it really changed him. He's no longer going out and shopping because he knows that everything that he has brings him joy and he doesn't need to add more. All right. So what I want to hear more about is kind of this change that you see people go through once you have decluttered and tidied. Like what what do you see, what do you feel is different with them after? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a huge undertaking, as I said. Um, and usually after a first session, people already tell me it's like a huge weight lifted off their shoulder. And I always say I'm so many different things to different people. So sometimes it's more that they need a structure, right? They have mm-hmm. never learned how to be organized or um, I've had quite a few people who said that their parents were hoarders. So I don't work with hoarders because I'm not equipped to do that. It's more like a... Yeah, that's like a next level thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be equipped to do that. And it's more like an illness, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that people who just struggle with being organized, they've never learned how to do it. They need the structure. For other people, it's more accountability, right? They just... It's like a... I always liken what I do to um, hiring a a personal trainer, right? So if you have the accountability, if someone's there, you're doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. And for others, it's more about the decision-making aspect. They are so attached to so many things. So it helps for them to, if I'm there and ask them questions about, you know, so they can make, they're more equipped to make decisions on their own. And then really just going all the way. And if you go all the way, like with clients, I go all the way with, they usually stick. They can, they're able to maintain a tidy home because it's a huge undertaking. If you really touch each and every item and make a decision about it, it really changes you. There's Mm -hmm. always a mindset shift that takes place with people who go all the way. Um, So, the success rate is quite high with the people that I work with who go all the way. So they change, they feel less overwhelmed. They feel more relaxed in their home because they know that each item has a home. So the goal is when I work with people for each item to have a home. So it's quite easy to tidy up at the end of the day because a lot of the time the problem is first you have a lot of clutter a lot of stuff that doesn't serve you that's the first part the second part is that things need to have a home for you to be able to tidy up and in a lot of homes things don't have a home right so you don't know where to put it so yeah it's it's just freeze your mind you know, this mindset shift happens where you really think about what items you allow into your home because this joy check, I call it joy check, you know, making the decision of what you want to keep and what you want to let go of. It, I always say, <laughs> I'm, if you work with me, I stay in your brain like forever because <laughs> they really, it's like part of them. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, well, we'll Lisa would have me evaluate this um, if it brings me joy or not. Um, Mm -hmm. And they start evaluating, you know, other aspects of of their life as well. Um, Seeing it through 
the lens of joy. It is just like once you learn how to do it, you really can be like truly less overwhelmed, less cluttered, yeah. less like physically and mentally. It just feels better. It kind of gives you some room to breathe and whatnot. And I think that we all feel that it's just so hard to maintain. So I love what you said about you just have to do the whole thing. You have to go all the way because if you just like, oh, I'm just going to, this will make me feel better. You know, it's the same as therapy. Like if you're going to process, if you're going to work through something, you have to see it through to the end. Otherwise it's not actually making you feel better. You're just like putting a bandaid, like, oh, I cleaned one room. I cleaned one drawer and that drawer feels better, but it's going to get back to where it was, you know? And so I love that idea of just doing all of the work. And then you do have this little friend in your head who's like, what about this? Let's, let's assess, let's see how it fits into our life and be smart about it. And then you have that process just like in you and it's so easy to continually loop through it and just kind of naturally do it, you know? Yeah, for sure. One session does nothing, right? Like if you have someone come to your therapy session, it does nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You have to actually do the work to see the progress. There's no magic wand I can, you know. (laughs) Yeah, right? And that's the thing. is, I think people do see like, oh, a professional organizer will come in and do all the work for me. And if they do that, nothing changes. Like in six months, your house is a mess again versus like you – okay, I'm going to help you learn the process so that then you actually can maintain and have this level of less anxiety and less clutter all the time rather than just for two months after I leave. And then it's like, I I didn't know the system, so I couldn't maintain the system. And so the system has broken down, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's just a different approach, you know? And that's what I get satisfaction out of and that's what people come to me for who really want to make a once in a lifetime hopefully change and then being able to maintain it on their own. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a time a time commitment, but I'm all about doing it right and investing that time and then just being set up for life and learning those skills that you need and having those mindset shifts that really help you make better choices going forward and being able to maintain a tidy home if that's what you want. I can see how something like this, this process would be really effective for helping with anxiety because I know for me, if I'm feeling very stressed and overwhelmed, it's really helpful for me to just deep clean to just clean my room or clean the whole house. And I hear that a lot for a lot of people. And I think it's one of those things where if your mind feels cluttered and your environment feels cluttered, you're just going to be really overwhelmed. So is that what you're seeing with helping your clients do this process is that, you know, as they make their home more minimal and intentional, then they're able to give more energy to like the mind clutter instead of also having to focus on the environmental clutter around them. Yeah, totally. And I think it also mirrors each other, right? Like if your environment feels cluttered, your mind feels cluttered as well. And just doing this physical tidying process can already do so much to already feel clearer in your mind as well. And think about it. 
every like every item holds our attention. I always say each item has an an energy field around it, right? And if you think about um, if you have your desk or your workstation and all surfaces have stuff on it, you're more distracted as opposed if you were working on a desk that has nothing, um, just your laptop and your notebook, whatever you need, you're not as distracted, right? Um, and I don't know if you know that statistic, but um, the average American household has 300,000 items. So it's a lot, right? So no wonder people are overwhelmed. And that's actually the most, like the word that people tell me when, I'm, when I ask them, how do you feel when you walk in your home? It's either overwhelmed or it's, I feel anxious. I'm unable to relax. Um, and it totally has an impact on you know, how you feel. And just by going and decluttering and removing those things out of your home, people already feel lighter in their mind as well. And I always, and there's so many areas that you could declutter, right? But I recommend people to start with the physical um, space because it has so much impact on other areas as well. Um, first, I always see the, the mental impact already. Um, and then there's, you know, there's digital clutter. When we go through papers, that's kind of interrelated as well. But um, yeah, I totally feel like it, it has such an impact on how we feel, on our mental health, how overwhelmed we feel. Um, it's, yeah, it's quite astounding sometimes. It's, I, I also think it's, you know, we feel like this, people feel out of control not out of control, but they feel like they lose control and there's so many things around you. Um, and we don't have more time. There's another statistic I often like to quote. There's the average size of the American home has nearly tripled over the past 50 years. And the bigger your space is, you're qu quite likely to fill it, right? If you have... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Always. We we have like the parade of homes going on here in Utah. So you have like all the new builds from the year and you can walk through them. And every time I get to just like one of these really huge houses, it's just like, you're going to have to fill all of that space. You're just going to naturally do that. And then you're living in like three rooms, but then you've got five extra rooms just full of things because you have the space for it. And it's like, you really just want to find that perfect spot of like, I have room for my stuff that I need and want and love and brings me joy, but I don't have excess room. But there is also this like, you want to have a bigger house because then you are worth more in the eyes of other people. You know, it becomes this very like tied to your self-worth when really it's like, just have what you need and nothing else, you know? But yeah. Yeah. It's so funny sometimes. <laughs> that reminds me of something. When I work with people on decluttering and, you know, for example, we empty off a shelf and now there's nothing. So the first question I get is, so what are we going to put there now? And I'm like, how about nothing? You worked so hard to declutter. Just try and make peace with not having to fill it right away. Um, 
yeah, that just came to my mind. But definitely, I feel like outer order really creates inner calm. It frees your mind. There's less things to deal with. Just think about it. In, the more stuff you have, you have to put in time to maintain it. You have to put in time to acquire things, to maintain a car, for example, or to tend to your things. The more clothes you have, the more often you have to do laundry. The more things you have to fold, um, the more dishes you have, the more time you have to spend to wash them. Right? If you only have one or two plates, you're going to wash them every time because otherwise you don't have to eat off, you know, you don't have a clean plate. Um, so there's so much to having less. It's, it comes down to priority, you know, and when I start working with people, the first thing we do is we work on the, on the vision. Like I really ask them, what is your goal with that? And of course you want, you want to have less clutter. You want your space to be more aesthetically pleasing, but it, it goes so much deeper and, Examples are, you know, you want to have more time. So time is a huge factor. Um, I want to really spend more time with my family or do my passion projects. And we always go back to that because when it gets difficult, it's always good to have your goals written down and remind yourself of why you're doing this work. So this like makes me think of if you were to say, give people some ideas for how to start to incorporate this into their life what would you say so one thing is like create goals that you have and keep those in mind what other kind of simple steps can people take to start on this process I guess yeah so definitely start with your vision and maybe I can I have like a vision questionnaire that I send to my clients but maybe let me give you some questions so people can get started on doing this as a... I want them. I I want to do this right now. So yes, please. So one question I have is, or more like an exercise, write out what an ideal day in your life should look like. So maybe there's stuff that you would like to do in an ideal world that you're not able to do because your home is cluttered, you feel like you have no time, So be really specific, take a weekday and also a weekend day and just describe your ideal day. So maybe, you know, you get up, you want to do yoga before you head into your workday or stuff like that. So really write out how an ideal day would look like for you. Um, So that's one thing. Um, Another would be, and that's kind of related, you know, what are things that you would like to do after you completed tidying. Um, Maybe these are some projects you would like to work on. Again, I said that a lot of time people say, I I feel like I have no time. I feel like, you know, the state of my home, there's always, I always have a constant to-do list. When I, I just talked to someone today, actually, and she said, I feel like there's no systems I have a constant to-do list when I come home and I feel already overwhelmed when I come into my home. Um, So write down what you actually want to do with your life. Um, What are some things that you're dying to do but you feel like you have no time to do right now? And another question would be, what what are your three most uh, important areas in your life that are most important to you right now 
So examples would be relationships, um, maybe spirituality, faith, um, career, finances. So pick the three most important areas um, and just write about why they're important to you, why you want to focus on them. And yeah, get started with that. So definitely start with your vision. If people are more visual, um, we also sometimes do a vision board. So, you know, you can do it in the old fashioned physical way, cutting out pictures. Um, you can also, you know, just do a Pinterest board. Um, and that's really the first step. And then if you want to go ahead and start the physical tidying process, if people are interested, it's usually linked in my bio. I have a, a category checklist. So how I help people tidy is by category. So we don't do it by location, by room, but by category. So if you have your clothing, for example, in different locations in your home, we get it all out and put it in a pile and go through it at once. And the reason for that is, and why I think that's the most sustainable way to approach it, is that you really get to see how much you have and how, how many of a, cert, of a certain subcategory, right? And if you only did it by location, by the next week when you do another, another closet, you have forgotten that you already had 10 black pants in that closet. So that's why we do it by category. And if people are interested, I have a super um, detailed category checklist, which they can download through the link in my bio. And then they can go ahead and start with the first clothing category. I love how your process starts with questions that I've initially probably wouldn't linked to decluttering. Like, how do I want my day to go? I just think that's really interesting. So why do you feel like it's important to start there with like that vision of just like your whole life looking at it in that way? Yeah, because how I see it and how I help clients, it's, it's much deeper than just getting organized. Having an organized home and a tidy home and only the things that bring you joy is, is like setting the stage to living your ideal life. Because the things that we have are, are our life in a way. They are supporting our life. Um, so I think it's really, I think it's always important to starting with, okay, why, what is the why, why I'm doing this, right? So, and that's really what we do by creating this vision. And it also helps people to stay motivated throughout the process, um, because we always reflect back on the vision that they've created. And it also helps in the decision-making process. So quite often, I, when people have trouble deciding if they want to keep something or not, I remind them of their vision and I ask them, would this fit into your ideal life, into your ideal vision? So yeah, so that's why we do those exercises um, so that it's really like a, it's more than just organizing. The thing that is most interesting to me is that I read... 
Um, the ma- the the life changing magic of tidying up, right? Yep. That's yep. what it's called. So I read it and I did it and blah blah blah. But what is interesting is as you say all these principles, I'm like, I did not do it because I definitely did the oh I it sparks joy or it does it and that's all I did right I did not like create a vision for what I wanted I did not do the whole house I just did clothes you know so it's very interesting to see how then I can watch like as I moved I was like oh I really wish I had already decluttered all of this stuff instead of moving it and and I'm still I'm in this place like you can see I'm sitting in our office which is a hundred percent our the rest of our house is very minimal and like beautiful but this room is where everything comes to die you know and so it's just interesting how when you don't actually do it all the way it doesn't get done all the way but it's interesting because i'm like oh i read that book but what i remember is sparks joy but i did not do the process in the way that it should have been done so it's just interesting to like always recenter come back and actually do it if you do things the right way it can make a huge impact on your life versus just like, you know, I'm just haphazardly like throwing away clothes because I don't wear them. And then I'm like, Oh, good enough. You know, instead of like pulling out my winter clothes and looking at my winter clothes, I might, you know, it's just a very different way of doing things. So I love these ideas. I feel really good and motivated. I'm like, cool. Awesome. Well, and yeah. And people make that mistake of, Sometimes people ask me, you know, I'm moving soon, so should I declutter first or should I do this once I'm in the new place? I'm always do it before because you don't want to move a bunch of clutter. It's time, it's money that you're spending on moving stuff that you're going to get rid of eventually. It also makes the moving process so much easier if you already have everything kind of categorized and hopefully contained in a way that makes the moving process easier yes and I regret that I regretted it two times because we moved twice during COVID so oh my god it was truly where I was like the second time I was like what are we doing (laughs) why because we were going to a bigger space so it was like well we have space for it but it's this idea of like I literally had the mindset well we can fill the space and then when I got here I was like well I don't want to fill all this space because it feels so good after being in a tiny apartment to have more space like for my daughter to run around and we and I was like but then I just moved all of this clutter in so now I am gonna have to do like the big process of decluttering which would have been really nice to have done before we paid for the moving van to move all of this stuff over here you know yeah now you after listening to Lisa walk you through this you'll have some motivation we would like you to report back don't worry, I will, because I'm going to follow through. I have two weeks at my house and then we're doing summer stuff. So I feel like very motivated right now to like get stuff done in the next two weeks and just be like, we're just going to ride this. I'm going to have my vision of like what I want it to be like when I come back. And then we can, oh, it would feel so good to come back and have it already like decluttered and stuff instead of putting it off again and being like, well, I'm leaving in two weeks. So I'll do it when I get back. You know, like you just want to get it done. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, I'm feeling very motivated as well because I'm visiting my parents right now and they are not minimalist in any way, which is fine because it's everybody's personal choice. But what that meant is my childhood bedroom has been completely untouched and I moved out 13 years ago. So everything is exactly the same and it's what they use for their guest room. And I always feel bad because it's like, well, these people come 
and stay and they just have my creepy dolls like staring at them from my cabinet. So, so I'm cute. going to just declutter that whole room and go through this process and help them have an actual guest room and not just like a museum of my childhood in their home. So that's perfect. I love that. Well, now that we are feeling very motivated and even I, I just mentally feel more calm <laughs> just talking about decluttering. I don't know. It's great. Um, Lisa, where can people find you? on the internet if they want to learn more from you about all of this? Yeah, so I am mainly on Instagram at Lisa Tselebidis, L-I-S-A-T-S-E-L-E-B-I-D-I-S. I'm sure you will put it in the show notes. Um, yeah, DM me if you're interested in finding more about my services. I help people one-on-one -on -one in New York City. I also have virtual services worldwide. Um, I also have my website. So if you want to set up a complimentary call with me, you can do this via my website. Um, it's the same, lisatsalabidas.com, and you will find a direct link there. Perfect. Yes, I'll link this all in the show notes, and we'll also link the checklist that Lisa mentioned earlier. So thanks, Lisa. It was awesome talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yes, thanks for coming on. I'm so happy that you feel motivated as well. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search thoughtspod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Bryich from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.